You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. With other people, uh, what the Lord has done in my life, the blessings that I've got to experience because of His grace in my life, I want other people to have that same blessing. And so thankful for that. Uh, as I was sitting up here, uh, just thinking about the text that we had just read, I thought about a quote. Uh, it's a famous quote. Uh, often it's attributed to uh, Alexis de Tocqueville. Uh, and there's a, there is a big debate on whether or not he is the one that uh, made this statement or not. But the statement is a good statement. It says, America is great uh, because America is good. If America ever stops being good, it will stop being great. Our founding fathers said that the, uh, our Constitution was written for a moral people. And when you remove the morality, then the, the very foundation of our Constitution falls apart. What are we finding today? We are, we are seeing that just unravel right before our eyes. And so when we look at this, we think about uh, our country and our, our world and the, the series that we are in under attack. And this is the sixth week uh, in this series, uh, Under Attack. And this morning, I want you to draw your attention with me back to uh, Romans chapter 13 and verse number 1 through 3. The Bible says, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. Now, think about that little word there, that word ordinance. All right, that ordinance is the same, uh, the same word that we get ordained from. It is the, the uh, power, it is the authority. If you were in services last uh, Sunday night, we ordained Brother Jordan for the ministry. Uh, and that was, that's the exact same word, this ordinance here. Uh, the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. God is a God of authority. God is a God of order. And for there to be order, there has to be a structure. For there to be a structure, then there, there has to be an a order of leadership. There has to be those that are making decisions. And our God, as a sovereign, infinite God, knows best how to run humanity than you and I. God ordained three institutions. And with those three institutions, it is God's, God's plan to govern all humanity. And then with that, God gave 10 commandments by which we could govern our lifestyle within the authority that he has laid out. 
Then we come into the New Testament, and we find that the Lord just ties it down to two, and he says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And he said, The second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets, the Bible says. And so, uh, so what we find here is that God is a God of order. And God has divinely ordained three institutions to govern all of his creation. And that, those institutions are under attack. Why? Because the world does not like authority. Just think about it. When you were a teenager, somebody told you, you can't do that. What was your natural response? Want to bet? Want to bet? That's, that is just in it human nature. Nobody just loves being told what to do. Men, can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> Husbands, all right. So nobody just loves being told what to do. And God is a God of authority. And he has laid out a structure whereby he wants us to submit ourselves to these three institutions to govern how we live, how we act, and how we engage with those around us. And what we find is the devil, this spiritual warfare that we are under attack with, he is, he is going at the root of each of these in institutions. And so we are going to look at these institutions that have been God-ordained. We see in Genesis chapter 2, uh, verses eight, uh, 18 to 25, that God had ordained the home. God ordained the home. The home is not man's creation. It is God's creation. And God ordained the home. God, in Genesis chapter 9, he ordained government. Government is God's plan, not man's. Now, that does not mean that God is at fault for the dictatorship of erroneous governments or governments that have gone wrong, uh, that, but God is the one who has instituted and ordained government. Uh, and there is a proper way uh, for government to run, and there is an improper way for government to run. Just like there is a proper way for a home to run, and there is an improper way for a home to run. Uh, so God has ordained and instituted the home. He has instituted uh, the government, and he has also instituted and ordained the church. So these are all divinely appointed institutions that God has ordained. And so last Sunday night, the elders of the church here, uh, with the authority of the church, uh, we ordained Brother Jordan to the gospel ministry. Now, we did not call him to the ministry. God did. 
uh, but we, uh, we didn't call him, but, uh, the, uh, but as a God-ordained institution, uh, we, we gave him, ordained him, gave him the authority to act on behalf of the church as a gospel ministry. And it is delegated power, but that power that was delegated to us to ordain him was not our power. So Romans chapter 13 and verse number one, it says, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. And so the final accountability then is to God and not to man. And so with the institutions that God gave, each are accountable to God. They are accountable to God. Now, when we look at our government and we say that they are of the people and for the people and by the people, but, but with that, ultimately, our government is not accountable to us. Ultimately, they are ultimately accountable to God. Because God was the one that gave the authority to begin with. He said, well, we voted or we didn't vote. Yes, there is some accountability that is there, but the ultimate accountability comes back to the direct accountability to God because every power is ordained of God. And so uh, God has ordained three institutions and these three institutions are under attack. And so this morning I want to speak to you on the subject, authority, it's under attack. And let's pray. Father, I pray that you would take these truths this morning. Help us today, Lord, as we look at them. Help us to see what is going on before our eyes. May we recognize the spiritual warfare, and may we recognize our need to respond to what is taking place. And so help us, please, for Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Now, there is no way that in the next uh, hour and a half that I will be able to uh, to delve into all areas of government uh, attack and the home attack and uh, as, as we look at this with the home and government and the church. Uh, but I do want you to see that we as a nation, we as individuals, we are under spiritual attack and this attack is not just on some, some level that does not affect us. Every one of these areas affect us uh, uh, so, so highly. And so we're going to look at real quickly uh, under attack. And let's, let's look at these institutions one by one. I want you to see, first of all, the home is under attack. The home is under attack. And when we look at the home under attack, uh, we are talking about the authority of the home. And the authority within the home is under attack. Because if the authority within the home is under attack or is removed, then every man is just like in the days of the judges, every man did that which was right in their own eyes. 
And so uh, what we have to see, first of all, is that the home is under attack. So the home, first of all, uh, what is a home? Uh, A home is the compilation of a man. Uh, It is the compilation of a woman. And then you have with the man and the woman, then you have, and not all homes have uh, husbands and wives and marriage, uh, but you have God as the ultimate authority. And then you have the, the adult, the husband or the man or the wife. And then if there is going to be marriage, then then you have God, you have man, and you have woman. And that's what equals marriage. Uh, We are under attack. We are under attack. And the very definition of family and home and marriage, it's under attack. And this is spiritual warfare. The devil is trying to destroy the very foundational institution that God created in the Garden of Eden. And so uh, so this, this being under attack, it is a spiritual warfare. And so we have marriage. And with that, you have a husband. And then with the husband, then with under that in our authority, in our authority chain of command, not in our value, not in our self-worth, but in the authority, the chain of command, uh, it is the man and then the husband and then it is the wife. Now that's under attack. And it just got quiet in church. How quiet is it out in the world? That is a philosophy that has been so rejected by the feminists that we are, we are now taking God's plan for the home and we are tearing it apart from within. The devil doesn't have to rip it apart. We're ripping it apart from within the very home because we are fighting for authority and God is the one that has given the authority. God is the one that is in charge of the home. And God has placed the man in charge of or over the wife when it comes to the home. God then, with that husband-wife, that marriage, then he gives children and he gives them in that order in his plan. Children are after marriage. Now, we can't change what has taken, in the, uh, pay, taken place in the past, but let me tell you something. God's people ought to be a holy people. We ought to be a holy people. God's plan is not for men and women to be shacking up, living immoral, adulterous, and fornicating lies, lives. That is not God's plan. Let me say that again. That is not God's plan. That's not God's plan. And, and you and I have to recognize that this is, our world is coming apart because we are, we are undermining the authority that God has. It's not the pastor that's saying that you just shouldn't shack up. It's God saying you shouldn't shack up. It's God saying that the husband is the head of the wife. It's not the church that's saying that. It's God that's saying that. It is is God saying that the parents are, are over the children. We are living in a world where parents are afraid to discipline their kids because they might call CPS. 
Let me tell you something. Uh, If we are not going to follow God's plan and we are not going to discipline, we are not going to to, uh, hold our own family and the accountability within our homes, uh, our country is in, uh, we have no hope. You see, we're under attack. And the responsibility ultimately comes back to God. God is the authority. It was man and woman. It was marriage. It was husband. And then it was wife. Then it was the children. Uh, and, and, and in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 23, the Bible says, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Uh, God is the one that said the husband is the head of the wife. Amen. Now, that means that there is submission. You know, it's easy to talk about how the world is messed up, but the very first institution was the home. And we have been under attack, a spiritual warfare, and this attack is, has impacted and infiltrated very churches, people that name the name of Christ. Now there are churches that are promoting gay and lesbian and homosexual behavior. They are validating. They have, they have ministers, quote unquote, standing behind the pulpits as lesbians and homosexuals. That is vile, that is godless, that is not according to the plan of God. Now, do they? Uh, do we hate these people? Absolutely not. But God is the one who chooses the authority. And we have to recognize the attack that is here. Ephesians 5, 24, Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. So we have the husbands, we have Christ, then we have the husband, and then we have the wife, and then Ephesians 6, 1, we have children. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. What do we find? We just find that God is a God of order. There's an authority plan that God has instituted, and with that, you and I are somewhere on that plan, and we are to fulfill the role that God has given to us, not because uh, of the treatment or the, the, the right treatment or wrong treatment. We are to fulfill the role that God has called us to because of the authority of God in our lives. It's not because of the individual, it's because of God. For there no, is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. So authority, there's a chain of responsibility. You know, God did not hold Eve accountable for the fall of humanity. 1 Timothy chapter number 2 and verse 14 The Bible says, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. God said, yes, she did wrong. She crossed the line. That was the transgression. That was sin. But when we look at humanity, we see how God put all of the responsibility on Adam. In Romans chapter 5 and verse 12, the Bible says, wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world. And death by sin. 
And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Who did he say? He was referring back to Adam. He clarifies it in verse 14. Uh, He says, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who was the figure of him that was to come. Uh, So God here, he held Adam accountable. Why? Because he was the head of the home. And so Adam was the one that God had placed that responsibility because his obedience was directed towards God. It had nothing to do with what Eve did. It was his response was supposed to be obedience to God. You know, God is not a male chauvinist. God, God, is, God is not some insecure God that's just trying to somehow prove his worth. God knows who he is. Now, are there insecure men that are chauvinistic? Sure. Are there leaders that are in positions that aren't the best of leaders? Sure. But that's not God. And our obedience, our following the plan of God is based on who he is, not who somebody else is. See, God is the God of order. It is God, it is husband, it is wife, it is children. Uh, And we see that the authority that God has given is to the entire home. And then he looks at it in Ephesians chapter five, verse 21. He says, submitting yourselves one to to another in the fear of God. Isn't that good? You know, uh, God, even before he told the the wives to submit themselves to their own husbands, he said, submitting yourselves one to another. And let me tell you something, guys. Uh, this, This goes both ways. Ultimately, the responsibility is on your shoulders. But if you don't listen to your wife, you're not very wise. You know, we refer to the wife as the Holy Spirit of the home for a reason. There is, there is a, a direction, there is a sensitivity, there is an understanding that ladies have, the guys we just don't get. And you would do well to listen to your wife, submitting yourselves one to another. And it says, in the fear of God. Uh, why? We all want what's the best. And so we want God's plan. So uh, we see here, first of all, uh, that there's the home, and it is under attack. Uh, the very uh, structure of our homes are under attack. Uh, the, the promotion uh, of, of the careers uh, has, has removed the importance of the home for moms. And unfortunately, so many of our moms... And my mom had to work outside the home. I understand that completely. If she would not have worked outside the home, we would not have ate. So I'm not attacking anybody. But there is a push for women to hand their kids off to daycare so they can have a career. And that is, a, that is not a subtle attack. That is an absolute outright attack. For us to be able to raise our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. 
the home is not a delegated institution. And you and I, we are, we are under attack. The home is under attack. Uh, government is under attack. Genesis chapter 9, uh, verse 5 and 6. And surely your blood, uh, the, uh, your blood of your lives will I require. At the hand of every beast will I require it. And at the hand of man and at the hand of every man's brother will I require the life of man. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. And then in Romans, New Testament, we just see uh, verses 1 through 6, uh, how that, uh, that institution of the authority that has been delegated uh, to man uh, to uh, govern unruly man. And we see it laid out in the New Testament when we see that every soul is to be subject. Uh, verse 3 of Romans 13, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good and thou shalt have praise of the same for he is the minister of God to thee for good but if thou do that which is evil be afraid for he beareth not the sword in vain for he is the minister of God a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil wherefore ye must needs be subject not only for wrath but also for conscience sake and so what do we have we see that God is the authority uh, we see God has instituted home God has also instituted government. First uh, Timothy chapter 2, we see kings and all that are in authority, verses 1 and 2. Uh, in Acts chapter 5, uh, we see that even when a government goes a wrong direction, we are going to obey as long as the government is not violating the principles of God. When they do so, then we have the responsibility to obey God rather than man. Uh, that is there in Acts chapter 5 and verse 29. And the Bible says that then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than man. Uh, it's the same example that we found back in Exodus chapter number one and verse 17. But the midwives feared God and did not as the king of Egypt commanded, but saved the men children alive. In Daniel chapter three, uh, we find the, the, the uh, instance of the th three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they chose to obey God rather than man. You know, uh, God has instituted government and there are times where we may have to stand up against our government. But with that, uh, the whole premise is that government is a God-ordained institution. And, and as long as they are not violating the uh, principles of God's word, uh, then we are to be subservient. That's God's plan. You know, Jesus was in... Judea during Roman rule, a foreign government. It was the Romans had come in. They had taken over power. And what did Jesus said? He said, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. And as a child of God, we are to honor, we are to follow the government, the leaders that are above us, as long as 
they're not violating Scripture. And when it comes to that, we obey God rather than man. But, but government is under attack. And in some ways, in my heart, it's like, okay, I'm glad because it's, some of it's a mess. But the reality is, it's under attack. But it's under attack because of the authority issue. What do we see in our nation? We see riots. We see chaos. We, we see the defund the police program that's going on. One in five from a, from a uh, May 3rd, just this, this, uh, this month, a uh, report came out that 18%, almost one in five of Americans believe in completely abolishing the police department. Now, what is it? It's authority. It's authority. Now that is, to me, I can't even, I can't even fathom how somebody would get to that place. And you know, what's happening is authority is under attack. Our school systems are teaching, training, brainwashing our kids. It's not the same school, school district that you went to. It's a different one. There's a different agenda. Reading, writing, and arithmetic is not, is not the, the focus of the agenda. And I'm not saying that there are, there are not good teachers in the system. I'm just telling you the system that we have is a broke system, and the system is brainwashing our kids. Why do the universities have all of the problems that they have? Why, why, why are there so many anti-American uh, uh, ideas coming out of our universities? You know why? Because they have been taught to undermine authority. You know, the teacher has no authority in the classroom. You know, when I was in school, I got SWATs. My PE teacher gave SWATs to us when I was in elementary school. It was a wooden baseball bat split in half. It was grab your ankles, and I landed hitting a wall three times. When I was in second grade, the, my brother's teacher was the one that gave, we had a, a lady principal, and he was the one that gave SWATs. On the first day of school, he would take a Tacoma uh, phone book. Now, for those of you that don't know what a phone book is, it's a, it's, it's a book that's about this big, about this thick, half of it's yellow, half of it's white. And on the first day of school, he would grab that and he would just rip it in half. I got into a fight. My brother got into the fight with me. Somebody had messed up our fort. <laughs> so we were in school and I went looking for the kid. I knew who he was. He was a couple grades above me. And I went in and as soon as I saw him, I started swinging and I was swinging for everything I got. He was probably just trying to hold me back and somebody said, hey, your brother's in a fight. 
And so my brother comes out, he grabs him to pull the other guy off, and I kept going. We got sent to the principal's office. This man walked in to give us swats. We walked out of school. You're not giving us swats. Second grade. Walked home. You're not touching me. You know what? Authority has been completely removed. We never got swats. We did not get kicked out of school. You know, the world has changed. Now, we, we would not want something like that to happen. But the reality is, authority is being removed on so many levels. It's being removed in the home. It's being removed in government. People are looking at police officers. You look back at just a year ago, people were walking up and throwing uh, water and ice and junk on police officers, uh, spitting on them. Uh, there is a removal of authority. It's under attack. What do we find? Chaos is the result. My Bible says God is not the author of confusion. Chaos is not God's plan. And with this, we see that the home is under attack, the government is under attack, the church is under attack. You know, God has a plan for his church. He's got a plan. He's got a plan not just for the institution of it, but also for the operation for the order, for the organization. He, he's got a plan for everything. He told Titus, he said, uh, Paul said, told Titus, I set thee here, I left you in Crete so you could set in order the things that are wanting. He said, you know what? Things are not the way they need to be. You need to set them in order. You know, in God's plan, there is authority. And ultimately, the authority is delegated by God to man. As we accept that authority, because of the fear of God that we have, we ought to rightly use our authority. Within the home, within a government, within a church, everything has to follow God's divine plan. But authority is under attack. You know, moms, dads, you, you better be aware of the influences that your kids are having. Because pretty soon, that authority that you have in their lives will be removed. And this old world Satan was cast out. We go to Isaiah. You know what we find? He said that I will be like the Most High. I will be exalted. What was it? It was a power grab. 
It was authority. And that same devil that doubted God's authority in the Garden of Eden, yea, hath God said, questioning the authority of God, the Word of God, that same devil is undermining our very society. The home, government, church, under attack. And we're seeing it in this area of authority. Now, what is our responsibility? Our responsibility is to submit to God's order. To submit to God's order in every area. You might go from one spot where you're on the top. You might step into another place where you're at the bottom. And God's chain of command, God's order works, but we have to follow it. Under attack. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. More of just an educational teaching time this morning, but I pray that you would help us uh, to sense and to see the battle that's going on for our homes, for our country, uh, Lord, for our churches. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us to just follow uh, your leading, follow your plan, uh, not to choose our own way, not to, uh, to, to take and leave things like a smorgasbord. Uh, ultimately, every one of us will give an account Count of ourselves to you. So I pray that you'd help us this morning. Uh, speak to hearts as only you can, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together. I don't know what the Lord dealt with you this morning. Maybe you're here today and maybe the Lord spoke to you about uh, the, just the relationship within your home, husband, wife. Uh, maybe it was with your children. Uh, maybe, maybe honesty even with our government. Maybe it's with our church. But ultimately, there's a responsibility to God. And one day, all of us will stand before him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And one day, we will stand before him. And he will either be our God, our heavenly father, or he will be our judge. And if you don't know Christ as your personal savior, then he'll be your judge and not your heavenly father. And so today, if you don't know him, let me encourage you to trust him today. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.